todo sea por un beso, deal. Ya soñabas con llegar a McDonald's, ordenar tus McNuggets y tu Big Mac de siempre. Con extra pepinillos, extra salsa especial, extra cebolla, porque tú eres así, extra. Pero luego recuerdas que estás en una cuarta cita. Y quizá ordenar cebollas extra no sea la mejor movida. Hay un meal para cada cita en McDonald's. Ordena por anticipado por el arte de McDonald's y llévate dos de tus favoritos, como McNuggets de 10 piezas y una Big Mac por solo 6 dólares. Precios y participación pueden variar. Producto individual a precio regular. Hello, Mr. Huxtable, here we are. Hello. 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 Uh, I'm good. No, I'm really good. I'm, um, yeah. It's the sun's been shining. It's been cold still, though, isn't it? And it'd be cold, eh? Oh, is it chilly? Because we're, in, we're into May. Obviously, it's going to go colder, isn't it? I mean, we had some hail earlier on here in gorgeous Salisbury by the cathedral. Um, yeah, so it's all, it's all getting, a bit, getting a bit chilly again, isn't it? It's ridiculous. <laughs> It's not only this fresh in the minute. Anyway, we digress. We do. We digress. We do. Um, we're talking about talking to people this week, aren't we? We are. We have been. We are. Yes, we have. We are. We have been. Because we haven't been around for a couple of weeks. Some of our viewers and listeners may have noticed. Probably not. But we haven't been around for a couple of weeks. We've taken a little bit of a breather. We've taken our foot off the gas, as the good old Americans might say. And uh, we, we had a breather um, just to give you guys a breather as well. Um, but this week, we're back with Vengeance. Um, and Mr Huxwell, who have you been speaking to? Yeah, we are back. We're back with a, with a real doozy this week. Uh, not, not the person I interviewed is a doozy, but as in, you know, she's a doozy. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a great interview. Stop digging. Uh, stop digging. Yeah, doozy and in, in the fact that she's great. Um, so I've been talking to Sarah Trainer. Sarah Trainer is um, an executive leadership coach. Um, and uh, Sarah is really unique in the way she coaches teams and, uh, uh, and, and leaders. So she, she works not exclusively in professional services, but, but she works with professional service firms. Um, and she does a lot of work in the NHS, um, looking at kind of leadership resilience. And my God, those guys will have needed a bit of resilience in the last 12 months. Um, but there's something really interesting about how Sarah how, how Sarah does it. She uses quite an interesting... Don't tell them. Don't, don't tell them. Come on. Tell them. Uh, <laughs> she uses a really interesting child's toy Ooh. to help them to envisage the strategy. So, shall we take a listen? Let's take a listen. Well, good afternoon, Sarah. It's great to have you uh, with us this week on um, on, our, on, our, on our podcast recording. Um, so welcome, Sarah Trainer. Sarah, do you want to introduce um, obviously yourself again and what you what you do? Yeah, great. Thanks, Ryan. Lovely to be here. Um, I'm Sarah Trainer. I run uh, my own coaching business called Sarah Trainer Coaching. So it does what it says on the tin. And um, I coach leaders and teams to achieve breakthroughs um, and by that, what I mean is achieve something that they wouldn't have otherwise achieved um, without my help. Great. And it sounds really interesting. I bet you've had your hands full in the last few weeks and months, Sarah, with the challenges that have been thrown at business. It has been really, really interesting. Um, yeah, uh, my clients are predominantly um, law firms and the NHS at the moment. And in fact, the NHS is a new client to me 
um, since the pandemic. And I felt really honored actually to be working with them and feeling like I'm making a difference in their working lives. That's, that's felt really, really, um, yeah, I felt that, that's meant a lot to me actually. Um, so um, I've been working with management and leadership teams um, within the NHS and um, as you can imagine they have been you know absolutely stretched um, beyond what we can imagine um, and um, equally law firms have had to go through sending all of their um, people home to work from home that includes support staff who wouldn't necessarily have had laptops or any kind of devices and actually what they found uh, what they've told me is where previously um, they might have thought, oh, well, it's, you know, no, it's too difficult for people to work from home if they haven't got laptops. You know, when we have to do something, we always find a way. So I think some of the positives that have come out of it have been to kind of challenge some of the, oh, it's too difficult um, uh, kind of thinking from the past. And, you know, that's understandable from the past because there was, it, it was pretty difficult and there would have been other priorities that were more important. But I think it has opened the gates now to, different ways of working um, and I think that's been a yeah that's been a really positive thing. It's interesting isn't it you mentioned that because if you think about the last 12 14 months um, and, and let's be fair they've been they've been pretty challenging for for, for many 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 people um, the 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 adoption and the adoption in kind of in change management and change leadership has had to be so marked hasn't it I bet you know and so I would imagine you've been incredibly busy trying to help leaders and teams make that transition to you know the, the new way of, of of working and I'm curious Sarah because you know you'll know this um we've known each other for a little while now but you'll know that in our world we we try and help businesses and firms um stay ahead of what their clients are thinking and wanting and and um you know providing measurement to give them an indication of how things feel for their clients um at the moment but in terms of um, in terms of what you've seen in the last six to twelve months, what what how have you helped those leaders, those boards, though you know the NHS? How have you how have they um, what, what 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 techniques have you used to, to to help them accelerate some of those those issues? Yeah, well, that's um that's quite a big question, and um and it's there's quite a lot of variety to 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 offer there. I'm just thinking, you know, one. Well, one thing, the first thing that comes to mind is one of the um, first teams I worked within um, with the, within the NHS. Um, as a team, they had been scattered throughout the whole region. Um, so at the beginning of the pandemic, this time last year. So um, kind of summertime, autumn time, they were coming back together. And, um, you know, they'd had experience. It was partly kind of like remembering what they actually do as a team together when they're not kind of, out in a crisis, um, conscious that the crisis is still going on, um, and also thinking about their identity as a team. Like, so, who, so who are they, and has that changed in this time? And and it was actually quite a useful opportunity for them to kind of think, well, yeah, who are we, and what do we offer, and what do we, um, what value do can we offer, and what have we demonstrated by our flexibility in this time, mm. and how what can we learn from that and take forward um and you know and some really human aspects which is that everybody has had everybody has had a challenging experience 
in a very different way. We've all had challenging experiences and you and I running our businesses, we will have had our own challenges that would have been some, some things would have been similar, some things would have been different. Um, and I think sometimes when things are challenging, it's quite, it's, a, it's, it's only natural to sometimes think, you know, either, oh, I've got it hardest, or it's really tough for me because, because of this, because, you know, for me personally, because I'm self-employed. So actually, you know, I've had to completely change my business model in some ways and make everything online. Um, people who are employed uh, might be looking at people who are furloughed and thinking, oh, well, it's all right for you because you've just been paid to have a holiday. And people who are furloughed might be saying to people who are employed or thinking, well, it's all right for you because, you know, you, you know you've got a job. I, have I got a job from one week to the next? So, and one of the things I've worked with a lot of teams is really for people to express their own challenges and really be heard by the other people in the team and feel like they've been heard. Um, and it's really, really helpful for the other people in the team, whether this is a management team, a board or a, a, a wider team, an operational team, um, for them to actually hear and understand what someone else has gone through. Um, and for several reasons. For what, firstly, it might be very similar and you might think, oh, wow, it's not just me. Oh, that person went through something. Oh, they can relate. Um, well, secondly, it might be completely different. And, you know, we might think, wow, I had no idea like how difficult it might be to have kids and to be trying to run, you know, homeschooling and doing this, um, you know, uh, and, um, and then, you know, equally to hear for, I think leaders for hit to hear their their challenges that they're the, the different challenges they're experiencing um and i think that really helps to kind of reconnect us as a team um and as humans really to create more empathy and especially when we're all as we are now kind of on zoom and um we can't we don't have body language so much so we kind of we don't really kind of know necessarily what's going on in other people's lives and sometimes in quite functional business meetings that topic doesn't get covered and again that's quite you know in some ways that's quite correct it's like let's get on with the business of the day but actually we lose something if we're not really also connecting as people and really empathizing with other people's challenges and it's then that I've seen that then there's a real platform to kind of um, have a greater power to achieve what's needed to be achieved um, because it's it's you know it's still challenging, um, and I think that um, that extra understanding really really helps. One of the one of the really interesting things that just as I was listening to you, what went through my mind is um, everybody's individual position um, will be the most important thing to them. You know, and you get you gave some great examples. You know, if you're running your own business, you know, you, you everything sort of lives and dies by what you're trying to do to keep your business running. If you if you're employed, you're worried about keeping your job, and that is such a that is such a crucial point. Um, and 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 thinking back, particularly in, in to my own situation, and I'm sure for for you as well, Sarah, that um, you know we we almost went into that survival mode didn't we in terms of you know how do I keep everything going what do I need to do to keep you know keep my my financial position in, in good shape um and and it was really interesting because at the beginning of that uh the beginning of that curve we saw a lot of businesses go into that and, and almost forget some of the most important people 
uh, in their organization, their customers, you know, who were feeling equally as, you know, equally as um, bewildered and, and, and scared about what, about what was happening. And what was really interesting is, was, and I'm sure you've seen this, was the businesses that really understood that and understood that, you know, they, the way in which they looked after their customers at a really difficult time um and the way in which they managed the community particularly the communication with customers were, were, were incredibly successful whilst as you described in the background trying to pivot their business to using you know new systems or um you know getting everyone to work from home or, or whatever it was and and what struck me sorry in all of that was that you could see businesses that, that were used to crisis when they, they, had, they had good strategies, they had good leaders, they had resilient leaders, they had, you know, leaders were going to go, okay, let's not panic, let's just, you know, let's work through this calmly. And I would imagine a lot of what you do in terms of helping leaders and boards to, with the, you know, with their resilience and, and, and their planning, um, I, I would imagine that's quite rewarding when you see people get to that point. But you, you do it in a really unique way, Sarah, don't you? You do, you, you do your leadership training in a really unique unique way and it involves little plastic blocks doesn't it yes it does it does um i often um use something uh, a methodology called lego serious play and um as its name suggests it uses um uh, lego bricks are involved and it's very serious as in it's about work it's not a kind of let's have some fun and do some team building it's it's about strategy and it's about a problem sort of solving a problem that hasn't been able to be solved any other way um and um and it is about play as well because play um as we as we get older we as kind of as children we naturally solve problems you know using play and we learn about the world by playing and actually I was watching one of the kind of natural history programs last night and it was talking about and it was about primates and it was saying how you know the young primates they learn through playing and, and you know we've seen that um you know we see that with the kind of um any kind of animals around us like dogs and cats and things and um you know and children and at some point we kind of pack that up in a box and we say oh right now we're going to be now we're going to be serious yeah. and actually learning we we you know thankfully there's there's been quite a kind of recognition more recently about the importance of lifelong learning and as an individual and as businesses and how learning is so important because um you know to change we obviously need to learn something new um so we need to be um that kind of flexible and, and agile in our thinking so play is it is almost like a doorway that opens up to uh, a bit of a new way of thinking and um and so and and in a way i'm conscious that sometimes some people might be put off with that word and think oh you know we haven't got time for that it's you know we've got some serious stuff going on right now but Actually, um, what I've seen happen really quickly in, in groups of kind of either boards or um, a team groups, actually within within a few minutes of starting to work with, with the Lego um, and with the coaching questions that I ask them to answer, I can kind of, um, I just see, I do see an opening up. It's kind of quite difficult to describe in words actually, but I do see um, what happens is, um, 
maybe I could just describe the process very quickly. Mm, please um, do. What, what happens is there's a, a four-step process. Um, and uh, the first step is I ask a question. Um, and uh, the second step is the the, the people around the table, so imagine a board table, so kind of 10 to 12 people maybe um, on average. Um, you know, people build the answer in using Lego, and I'll come back to that because that kind of sounds a bit tricky. Um, and, um, and the third, uh, the important part about the second step is that nobody speaks, so everybody has time to think about what, what you know, about the question, what their answer is, and how they're going to represent that in three dimensions. The third step is, in turn, we go around the table and each person holds up their model and describes it. Um, and um, with that, you get a really rich description of the answer to the question, really, a much richer answer than if I just asked and somebody had just said off the top of their head some words, the first thing that came to their mind. Um, and because it's in turn, everybody knows they're going to be heard. There isn't the kind of scrap for, well, shall I speak first or well, no, I'll hang back and whoever speaks per first kind of does that topic then dominate the conversation um, and do we miss something because people don't give their view because it's a slightly different tangent um, so that's really important that third step of everybody speaking and everybody listening and then the fourth step is that there's a a short time of reflection really and everyone you know we think oh so what do we think about what we've just seen and heard and you know those four steps um in a, just as an example, so in a kind of a two hour um, kind of short, that would be a short session, um, I might ask three or four questions. So it's kind of like, you know, maybe kind of 10 to 15 minutes to do that four step process. And then it goes again. And with each subsequent question, um, this is where I noticed that the actual depth of the answers gets um, so much more, uh, just so powerful really and pop people feel that they can share um and what what people actually hear and receive because people are listening to understand they're not listening to think I i'm going to jump in as soon as i get an opportunity they know you know they they know that um everybody gets an opportunity to to both speak and listen and the, just the insights that come out are really really fascinating just just on that point um what i again what i loved what you said there was um yeah you've got to be you've got to be silent you've got to build your your model in lego which is really innovative isn't it because in reality you're building your strategy almost in model form in front of you and then to have to sit there and listen to everybody else's descriptor about you know their their model i think is a really clever way of getting yeah, all of those uh, important ideas and views from the group pulled together. So how, how could you see that playing out, Sarah, in the situation where boards and leaders are looking to improve their customer or their client experience? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And, and um, uh, excuse me of me looking away and I may be making some um, some noise, but I'm just picking up some Lego. <laughs> I just, I just, uh, it's not one I prepared earlier. It's just some Lego I happen to have <laughs> lying around. So it could be anything as simple as this. Now I've just built this. I haven't built this to mean anything. Sometimes we can um, build something to, that actually does. We've, we've, you know, we've intentionally said, well, that person represents the customer, or that person represents 
the team member or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just built, built and it equally works the other way around where I just randomly put some bricks together and I thought, oh, you know, what, what could I be representing here? Because what we're really talking about is um, a metaphor. So, um, like I said, I haven't kind of prepared something, but we could be, so say that, you know, I'm on a board and I've just been um, asked, okay, what do I think our customer experience is like? Um, and this is, this is my answer. Um, what I might be saying is, well, okay, so this is our customer, um, but I don't know if it's easy to, to see or not, but, um, yes, and actually here's our product over here. I'll just yeah. turn that around. Um, but actually the customer can't really see the kind of the gold product that we actually offer to them. We did that. We, that we really think, oh, that's, that's the real you know that that's the absolutely kind of gold standard product that we that we want to be offering actually it's hidden behind a few other steps um so what can we do to kind of make that a bit more accessible um to the customer and so i mean i just that was just off the top of my head i'm not saying you know i think that my real point is to say that um asking um a board or a leadership team to sit down and think okay what is the customer experience so what what's good about it what's where do we think the some of the um the blockages are where do we think we our customers have an amazing experience already that we don't want to lose when we when we're inventing something um but where do we think that you know they don't have a, have a great experience or where have they told us that they'd like it to be better um and one thing I love about Lego Serious Play is um, you can build a model and um, you can describe what the bits of the model mean. And then people can go, oh, right, I get that. Oh, I see what you mean. Because as you turn that around, I can't see that, that gold from the customer's perspective, but we can see it because, you know, we know it's there. Um, and then it, um, you know, it could move on to further questions like, so what can we do to, either make the gold more kind of accessible to the customer yeah, um yeah. what do we want to, the customer to do what could we do and um and i think the the kind of where i see huge value is um people are then are looking at this as a as an external model um they're not interpreting somebody else's words if you say and i think you know obviously words are, are great and that's how we communicate but often we can think we can take somebody else's words and we've got a different picture in our head of what yeah. we think they mean and yeah. two people can think they're having a complete yeah we're totally on the same page we're having exactly yeah we know what we're talking about and they go off with completely different pictures of what they think needs to happen and then further down the line they're like well how, how has this happened <laughs> whereas you know having a model that is is most often like a metaphor it's not it's rarely a kind of an actual picture yeah, yeah. Um, so it's kind of it's it's we kind of see it we think oh i haven't seen it like that or yes i've seen it like that no one else has been listening to me <laughs> or, or or you know whatever that might be and it enables those richer conversations and then i believe enables um much more powerful action to happen because the action is 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 not kind of imagined like 10 different people thinking 10 different things are going to happen so we all it, we've all had those meetings where we all we walk away and go right so is that clear yes that's clear and everybody walks out and goes what 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 we what is that what was that all about <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing again we um, yeah and uh, you know and there is an element of you know 
you can do that with you can have more effective meetings um, uh, without Lego serious play but one of the beauties of it is the clarity I think and the yeah I mean that, that that's coming massively across in terms of and I, I loved your little diagram there or your, you know your Lego construction there of you know the customer you know looking straight ahead can't necessarily see the, the gold that's slightly off to the center or, you know and and I often think when you know, we talk to lots of clients about their about their customer strategy. Their, you know, what is your customer experience? What's your vision for customer experience? Um, they, they often find that really difficult to um, to vision um, because they 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 may know or they may think they know what it what it is because they might have seen competitors do it or they may have had that you know feedback from 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 some of their more trusted clients. But when you visualize it like you you have and you have to create it in your own mind. Um, you know your your last point there about you know when you leave when you leave and go home that night you think oh hang on what what do we agree to what we you know what was that all about um you know you go back in the next morning and there's your model to 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 remind you so that's a it's a, it's a great it's a great tool equally i mean i i see an, a great opportunity of asking customers to to use lego series space so getting some customers together and to build their experience or share yeah. their experience yeah. by building lego models which is even more, um, yeah, even more of a richer kind of feedback than um, than the feedback that um, businesses might already be getting. So yeah, that, yeah, 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 that yeah. Well. No, that's great. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, it's been an absolute joy to have you along and and and, and to share what you do, and um, particularly you know a couple of things that have really come across today about you know really uh, your 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 coaching is all about helping those leaders really define what. What people are thinking and putting all putting almost themselves in their shoes and then you know using using legacy as place to really you know pop those strategies you know vision those strategies for their business um whether they be for their customers or their people or you know or, or their general business performance and i think that's uh, in, incredibly powerful and i know i know our listeners and our viewers will get a lot from what you said today if they want to get in contact with you sarah how do they do that to talk more about what you what you've shared with us today um, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I would absolutely love to have any kind of um, just it, it, even if anybody is just kind of curious and go, well, how does that work? I'm <laughs> really happy to have some inquiries. Um, uh, so LinkedIn is probably a great way. So um, uh, it's um, my name is Sarah Trainer. So it's S-A-R-A-T-R-A-Y-N-O-R coaching on LinkedIn or my um, website is uh, saratrainercoaching.com so that's probably easiest Amazing. as well so my email and um, uh, mobile numbers are on there as well fantastic that's great Sarah thanks for your time I really appreciate it um, and uh, yeah look I look forward to uh, hearing and seeing some more uh, stories from you in the future about how uh, how people are using Lego to, to use for their future strategy so thanks for your time yeah, pleasure. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks for inviting me. Pleasure to, to chat today. Well, there we go. Some might call Lego a child's toy. I call it a genius's plaything. Um, and all ages should be able to build uh, Star Wars uh, uh, um, destroyers and various other things at any age, at any age they damn well want to. Um, but I, I, I love the idea of the uh, using uh, these sort of things um, to stimulate the thinking piece, isn't it? I love, I love the concept. It was great to hear her talking about, you know, learning through play. 
And it always sounds like, oh, yeah, that's what you do at, uh, you know, in uh, nursery and, and all that sort of thing, which is absolutely right. But, of course, we don't, do we? As we get older, we think we should be more sensible and therefore we, we, we suppress the need to be creative by giving something a go in a different way. And, and I love the idea of the Lego piece, um, you know, giving it, um, giving it a bit more focus, particularly when she spoke about that customer experience idea of, you know, so what? What do you think your customer experience looks like? You know, build something that talks about that, talks to that. And then you alluded to the idea of, you know, the customer looking in a certain direction, but not looking in another direction, which was really interesting. I, I, I love that idea. Um, I'm, I'm all for that sort of stuff. You know, if you sit, sit down with a bit, bit of paper in front of you or a flip chart, I mean, it just stifles your creativity in all, many ways. Um, but that the way of doing it that uh, Sarah was talking about was, was great. Really, really good. Yeah, the other thing that that I really enjoyed talking to Sarah about was this this perception that the you know the world that you find yourself in as a business owner or a you know an employee or you know someone that's furloughed or whatever it might be, um, you know nobody has got it as tough as you have. You know, you know your world is is um, is sacrosanct in terms of um, you know nobody else can have it, have it as possibly as bad. And you know the the ability to be able to use lego to talk about the future you want to create from where you currently are oh, and everyone having a everyone you, you're going through the same process in the team and using that to be really expressive about what's next i thought was a brilliant idea because you know i don't know about you rich but i've sat in loads of meetings in, my, in over the years where you know there's always one person that's got a you know view over everybody else and no matter how many times you try and get other delegates involved in that conversation it can be quite difficult because people can be domineering so you know using that very simple technique of using lego to create you know the the strategy or the future vision that you have uh, and then explaining what that looks like really does give everybody a voice yeah. uh, in in the conversation that, and, and it fitted quite nicely into that voice piece. It's really interesting. Obviously, everybody's listening here now. If they've heard us before, even if they haven't, they might get an idea that we we are quite interested in the voice, the voice of the customer um, as an initial sort of point of call. But also, she spoke really well about the, the voice of employees, sharing what's going on, being open about the situation so people can understand where you're coming from. Um, in, in neuro-linguistic profiling, uh, we talk about how the uh, the map is not the territory, which is a really great way of saying that what you see in front of you is not necessarily actually the terrain that's in front of you. There might be hidden things underneath the surface. And that's the case with your team members and other people within organisations. And if you can't see that or understand that, then we may not be or have the empathy towards them. Um, and of course, if we haven't got that within the organisation, as others may have heard us say before that reflects on how the customer experiences your organization as well so that lack of empathy that lack of teamwork that resilient that lack of resilience or the fact that people don't try things new because it's too difficult um, if that carries on in an organization your customers pick up on it whether it's um, actively or passively or they're really aware of it or they're not whatever it, it might be they can pick up on pick up on it but also they may well get a poor amount of service from you because of it because yeah. there isn't that empathy within within a team so really really critical to sort of see that and, and, and we we also see that from the instant insight system that that we that we use and we offer out to our clients is that's the sort of thing that enables their teams to have their voice heard as well so it doesn't just need to be you know and 
clearly what Sara does is a fantastic oppor um, opportunity for teams to get together and talk and really let people know what's going on. Um, but there's also ways of hearing the voice of your employees via something like our Instant Insight system as well. You know, ask them on a regular basis every week or every other week or every month. How are you feeling? What's going on? What's important? What do we need to know about what's going on in your work world at the moment that could impact the wider picture? And we can ask people that. And that, again, impacts the customer's experience heavily, I, I believe. So it's great to hear that uh, you really focus, she's really focusing on that from the work that she's doing. I think the other thing that was really interesting um, that I reflected on after the conversation was uh, we've got some, you know, we, we've talked about this regularly through the pandemic, but, you know, we've, we've had various different dates that have come and gone and, you know, various different, you know, lockdowns, open ups, lockdowns, open ups. But, you know, we are now genuinely, aren't we, as we come into May, coming towards um, some critical, critical dates in May the 17th, where, you know, indoor hospitality opens up, back up, you can, you know, you'll be able to meet people inside with the, with the rule of six and then june the 21st when potentially all of those restrictions are going to go um you know leaders um and owners and managers of, of of businesses will have to go again won't they they'll have to think again about how customers and and, and therefore employees are going to interact with their workplaces their clients their you know their 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 you know how, how they how they interact and you know i suppose one of the questions in my mind is we've we've been doing this now for 14 15 months of of the restrictions you know are leaders in a resilient place to be able to to go again you know this might be the final time but are, you know do they have a strategy in their head that says okay how do i get my team my workforce back to normality we're doing a piece of work for a client at the moment um, called a client client needs survey to Instant Insight, and uh, they're asking some really stretching questions actually of their clients in terms of you know do you want to come back into the office? If you come back into the office, you know what are you expecting to see there? Are, are you going to attend our events? And if so, what sort of size events are you going to attend? Is it less than ten people? Are you going to feel comfortable twenty to thirty? But you know, so so there are some businesses out there that are that are thinking about this stuff and have been thinking about this stuff for a little while now. So I think, you know, for, from our perspective, that's good news. But, you know, coming back to, to Sarah's point, um, don't assume, don't assume your customers uh, are going to behave in the way you think they're going to behave. Lead it, ask the question. Love it. What a great point to leave the listeners and viewers on there. Yeah, don't, don't, let's make assumptions. Let's get some data. Let's get some insight. Always love a bit of data. It's always good. Love it. Always good. Well, time has flown by. Don't forget to like, comment and share everybody out there. We'd love to hear what you think. Have you, have you uh, taken part in Lego serious play? Has it had an impact? We'd like to know. Let's see what's going on. What, are, what questions are you asking your customers as the next stage of the, uh, the lifting of lockdown? Uh, um, sort of appears over the horizon so it'd be good to hear all those sorts all those sort of things be great mr huxtable mr knight i've been mr huxtable <laughs> and i've been mr knight <laughs> see you soon nothing nothing like a class finish cheers everybody bye-bye <laughs>
I don't know what is happening to me. All I know is that it is happening. Tonight on The CW. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? It's the incredible new series from Ava DuVernay. You have power I have never felt before. This is real, whether you believe it or not. I just want to be normal. You're not normal. You, Naomi McDuffie, are exceptional. Naomi, the can't-miss series premiere tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW.